Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome to Loud Women, uh, the podcast starring Marissa Emanuel and me, your problematic fave, Tucker Kavanaugh. Woo. We are excited. We are very, very excited this episode because we finally received a release date. Finally. For the debut of Shrill, the Hulu series based on Lindy West's memoir of the same name. So yes, I'm very, I'm very, very excited about um, some of the stills they released from the show that you can find online now, uh, showing Aidy Bryant kind of hanging out with her friend at a party, just kind of walking out and about. Just it seems like living her as the character, of course, living her everyday life and being sort of and for the uh, party scene in particular, being in a situation where. She would stand out. Because but it's almost like they had her standing out in the best possible way. Yeah, well, that sequin dress, though. <laughs> Let's so talk about good. That. Okay, I think yeah. we could do an entire podcast about that sequin dress because <laughs> that was the buzz on Instagram. So I've been all over the, the Loud Women podcast Instagram the last couple of days and following everyone in the cast and everyone in the crew and everybody that is involved in the show and everyone that's excited about this show is extremely excited about that friggin' rainbow dress. And I yes. would, I would, I need to know where it's from. I need it. I mean, on a scale of one to yes with three A's and six S's. It's pretty high up there. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a, that's a solid yes. I'd that's give it a, five. Yeah. I have five S's. For sure. Yeah. Maybe two yeah, A's, five sure. S's. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I truly, like, I'm not even being sarcastic, was genuinely excited when I opened my computer and I saw that there was a preview for that there was, like, actual news coming out about this show because mm-hmm. we've been talking about this for, like, a couple of months now. And, and I've you know, we've been noodling on it since the announcement that the show was even happening, like, six months ago. And we've sort of been deprived of any details. So this was the first time that we actually got something solid. So um, super excited that things are finally moving and, like, making progress. Yeah, it, it's just nice to see the show actually fleshed out and in a concrete form and not just blurbs on the internet. Yeah, so a couple of the things, we'll drop a couple of the details. In case you missed it, they did an exclusive with BuzzFeed News and released a ton of details that we didn't know about what's going to be happening in the show. So it's going to be dropping on March 15th. They are going to be dropping all of the episodes at the same time, which is a very interesting move. There's only six. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you like to binge it all at once or do you rather spread it out? I would have hoped that they would have given it some tinge of network treatment where they release it gradually to help um, increase the viewer base over time where they could get like word of mouth like, hey, this new show just premiered. Watch it. Oh, catch up on the second episode with me. That kind of thing. Totally. Uh, but but because it's such a to some to some degree a niche topic that appeals to a certain kind of viewer, a certain kind of audience, at least initially, because this is this is something that a lot of 
men um would <laughs> look at like <clears throat> men um uh would look at like this isn't geared towards me oh i can't God. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i'll even say i was sort of mortified that and it's funny because last episode we were talking all about trolling and and all the, how terrible people on the internet are but I was surprised reading that BuzzFeed article, the first, like all of the comments on the Facebook or on the article itself, as well as on like the Instagram post about it. It was so many of these sort of like basic ass trolls being like, well, you know, it's too bad that she's fat because like, that's her problem. Go for a run. (sighs) And it's like this, the type of very basic like stupid line of thinking that Lindy West talks about in her book. And so it's actually like you guys are the ones that could probably benefit from hearing some of these things. Precisely. That's the audience that um, should, should, should be watching this show because they could actually grow as people and be better and like less sucky as humans and have, you know, a little bit more empathy for the circum- other the, the circumstances of other people's lives. So... <laughs> it was it was not surprising but it was disappointing i'm not surprised Very. i'm just disappointed like when Very. your mom is really mad at you it's it's it was it was just like that i was like oh come on can't we get can't we be a little bit better than that um so but, i guess oh go ahead sorry. no but they're not the they're not the target demo anyway go ahead they're not but i would like them to be because i i had hoped that at least within the marketing that they weren't targeting an audience to oh my god such esl (laughs) i i had hoped i I had hoped that in their marketing and um and who they were targeting they they weren't targeting targeting that they weren't just preaching to the choir Mm. that they weren't just solely going for hey you wear a size 12 you relate like I was hoping I was hoping that they would branch out more into more commercial markets and and maybe find a way to spin it uh in a way such that viewers who would not necessarily consider viewing of watching a show like this or would be quick to dismiss it uh, would maybe have their ears perk up at some taglines or some points that they bring up. And that's why I'm optimistic for a season two or hopeful for a season two, yeah. because I feel like the subject matter of this show and this book is so heavily, heavily weighted in that direction where it's, it's hey, that, that's sort of the, the, uh, the meat of it uh and so i think it's sort of hard to get away from that to start but i agree Mm -hmm. with you that it would be really great to sort of focus more on telling the story about a woman um in a way that's not targeted just to her weight but actually i wanted to mention a couple of the quotes that ad bryant said in this interview were so profound and i was really glad with the way that they rolled out this information because they did it in a way that let her speak for Uh, for the subject matter in a way that I felt like was really empowering. And so she was able to sort of tell the story the way she wanted to. Um, But she, she said she had a quote in here where she said, um, I think a lot of times fat female characters are really cutesy and not always fully rounded sexual beings or their sexuality isn't treated with any dignity. And she's saying that in this show, she's got a family and friends and job and and love and all these things. 
And she says, I don't think that has always been the case for fat characters on on TV. So that makes me feel optimistic that while the subject matter will be still focused on like, what's it like being a fat woman in America? It'll also be more focused on, let's just talk about her as a human being and focus on that element of the story as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I think that's a very important aspect of this show. And I mean, a hugely important aspect of this book as well, because when you think about it, portrayals of fat sexuality have always been comical, right? Totally. More so more so than um, li- like uh, real and romantic and with passion and a Harlequin novel or any of that, right? Like it, it's always... God, you know, all disrespect to Eddie Murphy for this because it's always been Nutty Professor crushing mm. Janet Jackson in the stand or uh, in the sand on the beach or um, Norbit, where right, she, right. So so Miss Piggy, oi oi, <laughs> the ultimate oy. just just sex machine, and it's terrifying because she's so fat. But no, oh it's true. God. It's that's always been the narrative is like, oh, the fat woman is funny or terrifying, and so it'll be really different to see a woman that is overweight like just portrayed as like a a normal person living her life with Mm -hmm. normal problems and you know as somebody uh, any of us who are also considered themselves overweight we don't spend our entire day thinking about it right that's not what defines my life so I think it'll be really great to see that portrayed on tv and this is this is the only other quote that I wanted to read from this interview And she said, it's a story that I don't know I've seen told this way. It's not like a makeover show. It's not like she takes off her slouchy cardigan and all of a sudden she's in a fashion dress, which I think is so true (laughs) is when we see these, when we do see these stories told with, you know, it's all, it's all incremental steps. Right. And so the first step was, okay, we're going to portray fat people, but they're terrifying or funny. And then it's, then, you know, we've moved more towards, okay, they're human, but let's watch them try to lose weight and let's try, let's watch them take off their slouchy cardigan and suddenly be fashionable. So I think it'll be Let's really take her on the swan. Exactly. The Let's swan. watch her transform. And this is like, no, everybody else doesn't transform. Let's just watch me and like my life and the weird shit that happens. For the listeners, I definitely made a gagging face when I said swan because that show, <laughs> death to that show. So, yeah, it. I'm I'm just excited to see a woman I mean, like, because if when you when you think about it, a lot of these actresses, no disrespect to them, but like they're not realistic portrayals of everyday women in America. And this is proof that you don't have to be a size zero and camera ready uh, to have a normal libido, have a sex life, be attracted and attractive to people like, you know, who's not camera ready right now? Either of us, and we nope. still have our nope. friggin' shit together. <laughs> Before we get on, we got on mic, Tookie and I were texting each other, and we're like, should we do Skype video tonight? <laughs> and we live these alternate lives, right, where I work 9 to 5, and then Tookie's night starts at, like, 8 o'clock. And so we converge in the middle to talk about this show but, like, I got home and whip off my bra and I'm immediately, like, drinking whiskey and eating Chinese <laughs> food. And Tookie's ready to go out and, like, make herself glamorous for the night. But anyway, it's just, this is just real talk. You know what I mean? We're just I'm living. in a bonnet. I am in a, bon- a silk bonnet, <laughs> but a bonnet right now. <laughs> We're, but but it's, it's reality, right? And so, and so it'll be really... It'll be very refreshing to see some of that reality brought to TV, even if it's only for six episodes. So mm-hmm. so back to sort of what I was originally saying was just that 
you know, I, I'm optimistic that if it gets picked up for another season, we'll be able to dig in a little deeper. This first season, I think they're going to check a lot of boxes that cover what happened in in the book and uh, not not speak to us super specifically. So we can talk about that too, actually. But um, they're going to cover sort of some of those big themes. And then ideally in season two, they'll be able to sort of just talk about her like a normal person a little bit more. Um, yeah. They might just give her like a, a, a different kind of story or a character arc. Yeah, for sort. sure. Because so, they did mention... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All you. Go for it. I was changing oh. the subject. Oh. Because I was going to say they did mention that um, this is sort of a not complete reimagining of the book, but just sort of building up the, the story from scratch. We were going 80. to the same place anyway, Tucky. That was where I was oh. going. That was beautiful. Well, that was synergy, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. But but yeah, of of eighty having a shared experience with the author Lindy Wet. I'm talking about eighty, like I know her. Hey, eighty, what's up, girl? <laughs> but eighty Bryant um, having a similar life experience to Lindy West, just kind of inserting some of her own experiences into the story as well. And again, kind of building up the store, the 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 show, the television show, the series, and its plot points from scratch, and not directly lifting every single event from the book but just sort of making it her own I'm really excited about that too um and that was why I wanted to go there because uh I think this is something you and I talked about a couple episodes back when we're talking about how much we adore A.D. Bryant but she writes so well for herself like she knows what she knows her skills she knows how to write a character that hits all of her personal marks and so I was thrilled at that part of the article where she was talking about how she was in the writer's room not just throwing around jokes but also like developing the character and developing that character arc that you're talking about and what are the experiences that she goes through so mm-hmm. you know the, the writing cast is amazing but I'm excited that she's in there too because I think she is such a strong voice for uh, women of that experience and and for herself as an actress so I'm like you do you girl write your shit and like crush it I'm so excited that she's so involved in it I'm very thrilled for her I mean she deserves a lot more recognition than she gets I think I think um, she's been a force behind the scenes and and the brilliance of her writing is that it's not all just a fat joke it's not fat guy in a little coat there's actual death to some of the characters that she portrays too like that hall on a weekend update uh she did a feature character where she's a seventh grade girl and she's a seventh like she just completely embodies a seventh grade girl it has nothing to do with her size or anything it's just like oh yeah this is a seventh grade girl who's totally creeping on michael che but like talking about (laughs) her experiences with travel and you feel this character and 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 the size of this character is only a, a tertiary even factor like you're not really thinking about that you're just I at least was in awe of how well she embodied the spirit of a middle school child totally I and and now that you're pointing that out I'm thinking about how I'm sort of formulating a thought as we're talking about this, but she's really good at writing characters that are super horny. Like Aidy Bryant yeah. can write a a good horny character 
And the humor, again, is not in her being fat. It's her being a seventh grader. And she's being horny in the same way we all were in seventh grade. Where in this character we're talking about, I think it was from last week's episode, where she's she's up there giggling just at the mention of, oh, and my cousin has a next door neighbor who's a boy. Like, it's funny <laughs> because we all were like that when we were 12. We were like, oh, there's a penis in the room. That's so crazy, right? It's not funny because she's doing like, oh, I'm eating French fries and dipping my fingers in lard while talking about being horny. So I hope that (laughs) she will bring that nuanced excellence to this show of being able to sort of really write a funny, horny character. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess just (sighs) the whole big girl twerking on a dick it's just old now it's like eh, it's tired and you i I trust you as the authority of when a joke is done because as an educator of young comics you you really are the you really need to teach these kids when it's like no it's over yeah that girl twerking on dicks is over that was very 2012 yeah don't 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 beat it don't beat it to death (laughs) Um, twerking on your ex's grave i highly recommend whoa but but <laughs> but but the whole big girl dark twerking on a d nah. oh dark i'm sorry no was, let's edit that out uh, no we're leaving that you psycho i like it uh, <laughs> i told i'm bad cop we went through this on twitter i'm bad <laughs> um so all right so we got a couple of more details that i wanted to mention real quick um i thought it was interesting they mentioned that when Adie heard that this book was being shopped for a TV show, she reached out to her agent. And the same day, the agent was like, yeah, they actually reached out to me. You're their first choice for this show. And Ooh. maybe we're de- beating a dead horse with how much we love Adie Bryant. But uh, I was like, that's uh, amazing. Uh, feeding a fed horse. Oh, you're right. Sorry. I forgot about the PETA infographic from this week. <laughs> we need to really focus on the respect for animals and our phraseology. Because that's the most important thing that's happening in 2018. Because animals also totally speak English. Actually, you know what? I will say this. One of my dearest friends has a dog and her family's Puerto Rican. And I swear that dog barks with a Spanish accent. But <laughs> it's. <laughs> but yeah, Fe- we're, we're feeding a fed horse, everyone. So. So, OK, we're feeding a fed horse with our love of A.D. Bryant. But I loved that she was the I love that she was the, the first choice for that. I think that's really cool. Um, granted, you know, there's not a lot of uh, famous plus size women in Hollywood, but that said, still exciting. Very, very. You know what, though, for for the fact that that there is a dearth in um, good ta- word, strong SAT talent. word. Oh, listen, this Dearth. ESL class dropout. Was, you got your money's worth is, on that ESL I, class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, given that there is a. a dearth in the talent pool of women who are of um human size and possibly a little fluffier um i would like to point out that um in modern in recent times queen latifah is is embodying more realistic less tropey characters and and melissa mccarthy as well i think uh she's taken on more role more roles of substance rather than the you know the oh i'm a roly-poly like that's those are two really good examples because they it's true and it's interesting to see their career evolution melissa mccarthy because it's more recent but 
but both of them because there really is I don't blame either of them for playing the tropey characters because that was all that was available but it's sort of indicative of how much process that we've made over the last couple of years where people don't want to see the like fat woman farting anymore like we're kind of past that as a society which gives me a little bit of hope just a little bit of optimism a little bit a little bit yeah um um and uh rebel wilson just needs to put some respect on the names of women who came before her but but like i said melissa mccarthy queen latifah um yeah i think those are two solid examples of women who um are are not just relying on being imposing or not relying Mm. on their size being the the whole source of the joke and it's really nice to see that now there is a tv show focused on like the life experience of a woman who is larger than average but is still a woman still is a living breathing human being with a job and a family and uh passions and and hopes and dreams and and we get to see those pan out because not every life story that is portrayable that is marketable to TV audiences fits in a size two package. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think, and and I always, when we talk about these things, I always think about for the future generations too, like the girls that are teenagers that are sort of like us where they're sitting at home nerding out watching SNL on, on the weekends and maybe they are a little fluffy too. And they, mm-hmm. for them to get excited about this show and for them to have somebody to look up to and see, hey, maybe if I want to be a comedian or if I want to be an actor, like there are opportunities for me even um, as a woman who doesn't look like most of the other people portrayed on TV. So I think it's great for us now, but it's even better that we're moving in this direction for, you know, younger girls that are just hanging out in there on their parents, parents couch now and are looking for something to like look up to and look forward to. Absolutely. It more than anything, I'm just, I am just appreciative of the fact that it's a portrayal of humanity more than anything else. Totally. Like, cause it's always, this person has these circumstances. Let's see if they can keep up with the rest of society. Like, <laughs> it's true. So, so they can overcome nice their to, obstacles. Right. And it's like, well, being heavy isn't an obstacle, at least for in most cases. Like, Except for when you're getting on an airplane. Well, as, as Lindy oh, was yeah. so brilliantly illustrates, I oh, flew. I, I took a like weekend trip to Chicago this weekend, and I was thinking about that the whole time because my she she writes for those of you who haven't read the book, she writes this whole chapter about how as a fat woman she prepares herself to take a flight, and it is all involving like getting on the flight super early and making sure she has a window seat and not drinking any liquids for the hours leading up to the flight, so she doesn't have to get up and go to the bathroom during the flight. And I think about right. these things as a woman with a small bladder and a woman who is a little bit on the larger side. I was like, I can't do that. So I sit on the aisle. Anyway, ah. I uh, I was thinking of her this weekend as I was flying back and forth. And I was like, this shit does get really hard. Um, if you're, you know, it, I have I, I have much more empathy for that now after reading. Um, anyway, why did I start it talking does. about flying? I'm still well, jet lagged. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say too, like I... <sighs> thanks healthcare system lost some weight due to medical reasons but those those seat belts on airplanes even though I, I you know I don't get the stairs 
I still feel deeply, deeply insecure when flying, especially when buckling myself in because I'm like, <laughs> these are child hip size. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I'm next to a, a stranger on a plane, it's like, oh, I'm spilling over onto your seat, but I don't want to touch you either. And I think everyone to a certain degree, I think, you know, any woman over a size eight feels that way. Like, I, I think that the the bar for feeling fat on an airplane is very low. And so, oh, yeah, reading what she wrote and reading. I also read Roxane, Roxane Gay's book recently. Like those both made me really think about like, fuck, it feels shitty for me, but it feels even shittier for other people. So I have a lot more empathy when I'm getting on a flight nowadays. Yeah. But at the same time, like my whole main point is, um, your size isn't some sort of horrible right ob- obstacle it's not some yeah it's not like <sighs> god i was going to make something i was going to make such a really good point <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're saying normally in tv they're talking about how you have to overcome an obstacle as a fat yeah. woman but this show they're just going to talk about her life and she doesn't yeah. have to overcome obstacles except for the normal obstacles that normal people have to deal with precisely it's not like you know i don't i i don't appreciate the fact that your size is an odd that you have to overcome like you're overcoming the odds of your your shape you're just how you are how you exist overcoming cancer is overcoming the odds being fat is not overcoming the odds (laughs) right like you know what maybe my thyroid is just a little slower than yours but that doesn't make me (laughs) any less human it's so beautiful you gotta get that tattooed i know (laughs) (laughs) all right so we got a couple last things i wanted to mention and then we'll wrap this up um so we got a couple more little tidbits so they shot in portland which we already knew they shot with the same crew as portlandia which i thought was really interesting do you watch portlandia are you a portlandia fan i you know what do you dabble for as as giant air quotes quirky as i am uh i didn't have a chance to get into it and i know so many people who've been like you should watch it this is so you you put birds on everything and i'm like (laughs) uh I don't know. <laughs> well, it's I I'm a, I, I like Portlandia. I've seen most of the seasons, not every episode, but I've I've seen most of it. And uh I thought that was really cool that it's this, it's the same crew, you know, it's it's it makes sense with a lot of the people that are involved, it's like mm-hmm. the whole Lauren Michaels crew and the Carrie Brownstein and all those people. Um I think it'll be really I'm I'm curious to see sort of if there's any like overlap in terms of visually how it's shot or if there's anything that we can sort of see as as a nod to that show. So that's something to look out for. Um, the other thing that might have been released before but I didn't take note of is the showrunner is Ali Rushfeld. And I knew that name ah. sounded familiar, but I wasn't sure who that was. So I looked her up and I realized she was the executive producer on Love and she was also a co-executive or co-executive producer on Parks and Rec, which I'm like, that is a good ass resume. I feel good about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, another thing I was going to note, too, about um, it filming in Portland, uh, one of the stills that was released from the show was um, her sitting on a porch with uh, who uh, someone who I presume is maybe a a friend of hers or a secondary character in the show. But it was a woman of color. And I'm like, I I think it was a black woman, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me correctly. And I'm like, (laughs) that was one of the things you mentioned the first episode, too. You're like, I hope that that's some representation. Yeah. That we get of different types in the show as well yeah and what i mean i mean i'm gonna be real here i've been to portland before the only other black person i saw there was a portrait of martin luther king so <laughs> oh to see 
not great not great not great but to see some representation um there in in just that still was exciting to me my my ears definitely perked up at that yeah it definitely looks like that there's some some diversity in the cast not just from a body size perspective so that's really good as well yeah Yeah, i thought it was interesting they showed two characters they showed that they showed that shot and then they also showed her with um an actor ian owens uh Mm -hmm. who's playing a character who's named amadi which i thought was interesting because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna speculate too much here but her husband in real life is named Aham and a lot of that a lot of the story was about them meeting and falling in love so I kind of wonder all right is this the guy that's going to end up is this where we're going is this Annie's you know Mm. guy that we're doing a little nod to her real life husband right 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 oh that's another thing too should we spoil that for the listeners what do we got oh A.D. Bryant's character's name is Annie rather than Lindy Yes. So it's it's fiction. That's how we know it's not real. Uh, right. They're mixing up the names. But yeah, so the lead character is named Annie. So um, she's got friends. She didn't really, you know, it's interesting because in the book, that was one of the things that I noticed was she didn't write a whole lot about like female friendships. That wasn't sort of mm. a super, it was a, a lot about relationships and family, but there wasn't a lot about female friendships. So I sort of wondered if that would be written into the show. So it was nice in to all see that. Fair- they did. Well, I was going to say, in, in all fairness, the comedy world isn't, it doesn't necessarily, um, what's the word I'm looking for there? It it doesn't um, enable or facilitate female friendships as easily yeah. to find groups of women to be in with and, and specific like workshops and stuff geared solely towards women and for and to uh, and to engender friendships between women and women in comedy are are few and far between so i as, uh, as much as i side eye it just a little cut her a little I slack well yeah for 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 that have you found that aspect. that's true in your experience like is it is it harder to sort of make female friendships because you're surrounded by so many it's just male dominated it's a it's a ratio thing like the the women who I am friends with are just like the few women in town who are also <laughs> comics I mean that that's and we're all cool like we're you know unless there's some some oh I'm not going to spill some tea this is not that type of podcast but um <laughs> you don't want to get into Boston comedy drama on here that's not this is not a safe ooh. space for that <laughs> it's no this is it's uh, it's not even really all that spicy it's mayonnaise spicy but um uh, but but yeah, it's it's easier to be like friendly uh, because there are so few women. So it's mm-hmm. it, yeah. So it's it's harder to meet other women. A lot of other women are intimidated. Yeah. Let, let's say just uh, to, to even start comedy. So the rate at which new women pop up who you can form friends with friendships with is much slower than the rate at which new men, young men, pop up at open mics. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making wide eyes. I'm like, that seems about <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll cut her a little slack on that one. But I'm good. To, I was I was happy to see that that was something that was written into the show. And especially it was an opportunity to, like, bring in another woman of color and have some have some more, like, diversity represented. So um anything else that's that's that's, uh that knocked out all my list of things i wanted to mention that i was super stoked about for this buzzfeed article is there anything else you wanted to touch on that is about it i have to go like you know do jokes my pits and wash my 
teeth to tell these jokes. Got to go make some money and tell some jokes on stage. A little bit. Got to go scare some white people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, we are so excited. We will be back. We're probably going to take a little break for the holidays. But we'll be back when there's new stuff to talk about going on. We'll probably, we got more of the book to talk about. We'll talk about some more feminist shit after the holidays. So, oh, there's so much. There's so, you need to just keep staying tuned because there is so much to discuss. It's such a good book. If you have not already read it, please do. Please do yourself a favor and watch this show. And of course, keep listening to us because we know what we're talking about. Hell yeah. So give us a subscribe if you have not already. Uh, Tookie, want to let them know where you can find you on the internet? Uh, don't do it, but at Tookie Monster on Twitter and Instagram. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you see my last holiday. She's funny. If you've seen my last holiday sweater, don't do it. Ooh, I like the bunnies having sex. I like that. That was a spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry. It was two bunnies fucking. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I'm at hi, this is Marissa. One R, two S's on the internets. And uh, you can, uh, something about loud women. Oh yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. Loud women pod. We're everywhere. Loud women pod. You can email us loudwomenpod at gmail.com. Our website is loudwomenpod.com. That's women plural because there's two of us. Heck uh, yeah. So follow us on social media and we will be back with you guys after the holidays. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. And Oh, I was going to say enjoy yourself. Uh, spend time with uh, people who you actually like. Exchange good Ooh. gifts and gift cards. Uh, drink eggnog or a vegan alternative if you're about that life. And stay warm. Yay. That was beautiful. I feel really inspired to like drink eggnog and not hang out with people that I hate. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's what it's all about. All right. (laughs) Have a good holidays, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.